Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. So now I'm going to not delay and bring Aubrey Kennedy on. Hello. Hi. Hello. So so I'm going to warn the, the people listening that um, we're a little goofy today. <laughs> oh, I got to. All right. I got to start with a joke. All right, so <laughs> I gotta I gotta try to tell this joke without swearing. I'm just glad you announced the joke. Yes, buckle it was, up. It was necessary. Uh, starting. <laughs> uh, so Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse uh, were in court getting a divorce, and the judge says to Mickey, "says Well, I can't grant the divorce because Minnie is a little bit crazy." And Mickey goes, I didn't say she was a little bit crazy. I said she was effing goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Like levels to it. That had levels to it. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, so that's. (laughs) That's hilarious. So that just happened. That was a great joke. (laughs) <laughs> you deserve an introduction yes yes i get it now i'm screwed now though because i can't tell another joke <laughs> like, <laughs> i just reached my pinnacle it was a good one uh, so today since we're caught up in uh laughter emotion we're talking about emotions <laughs> yep yeah so so yeah i guess you know there's there, well, Eckhart Tolle has a very famous quote that I hear people saying a lot, and it and basically it says, "I'm not my thoughts," and I hear people, you know, uh, talk about that pretty regularly, you know, because we're used to saying, "Okay, you know, that thought passed through, um, it's not me, I can just let it go," and all that stuff. So, like, people are very familiar with that. And something I don't hear very often is the second part of that. He says, I'm not my thoughts. I am not my emotions. You know, and I think in this, I think where we are in our our spiritual shift is that where, (sighs) well, geez, how far back do I go with this? But it's like, it's my generation, man. I mean, I'm, we are smack dab in the middle of this, this shift from going, because I think like your generation is more open spiritually than my generation. My generation is like right in the middle. And then my parents and or grandparents they like my grandparents generation was completely closed, you know, like they were still, you know, if you had food and nobody was punching you in the head at that particular moment, life was good. <laughs> you know, that, that was like, 
Yeah. That was the extent of their thriving for this, you know, <laughs> perfect world. And then, right. you know, and then my parents' generation, I think, started changing a little bit, but but they were still kind of old school. And then my generation, like we figured out, you know, it really became popular and and um kind of accepted by the norm that beating your children wasn't a good idea. Um, maybe, not a good. <laughs> no, like, and that other people can actually hurt your feelings and yeah. that some of the things that we experience as children actually affect us. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that was, we're the first ones to go, Oh my God, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm all messed up. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so which is cool because, you know, we're the ones that are opening up and seeing this stuff. So therefore we can fix it. But I think an aspect of that is we fell into the victim mentality. We're victims of everything, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, which I think, you know, we're coming out of, I mean, give us time, you know, only, time to come out only of halfway through. <laughs> lifetime worth of undoing. Yeah. We got some time. Yeah, I think part of that is is that this emotional thing, like part of aware, being aware that we were messed up and conditioned dysfunctionally and our emotions were hurt and and all all that stuff like it was we're, we're taught to honor our emotions, which is good. We should honor our emotions. You know, we should pay attention to them. We should. um hopefully release them, <laughs> feel them so they can release. And, and, you know, it's all part of it. We can't stuff them and pretend that it didn't happen, which is good. But like most things, we'll do the pendulum. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffing all emotions, not being aware whatsoever. And way over to the other side is honoring them too much and yeah. letting them control our lives. And, you know, I think that that's kind of where we are and we have to get back into balance, you know, back into the middle. So I think we honor them a little bit too much. It's, you know, it's people fight for their right to be angry. Absolutely. You know, or, or upset. Well, you don't understand. I mean, I have the right to be angry. It's like, well, yeah, but, you know, what do you want that right? You know, because all you, just so you know, all you get with that right is anger, flushing. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think, I think it comes from uh, like my feelings are valid. You know, right. I think that's it. It more so comes from a place like that, but people hold on to it, and and they end up holding on to that anger, making themselves feel terrible for it. Right, and that's yeah. so. Like to me, it's step one. We got we got to step one. We've been at step one for twenty or thirty years holy crap, your emotions are actually important and, and we need to honor them and we need to actually feel them and allow them to release and their messengers and all this stuff, you know, that, but it feels like we're stuck there. We, we need to like, you know, yeah, if you have the right to be angry, then feel anger, but that's step one. I mean, otherwise, if, if, if you never take, if you never do anything after that, then you're walking around with that anger inside of you forever. So, you know, but you have the right to it so that you got that going for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can keep it for one. So, so yeah. So step two is, you know, it's, it's, 
it's working through those emotions and working through those feelings. So, you know, so that's one aspect that, that we need to, you know, sometimes we need to, I'm not going to go too deeply into this aspect, but sometimes we need to reframe things so that we don't feel like we're a victim of that situation. And then all of a sudden, every time we think of it, it doesn't conjure up those feelings of victim mentality because we change the way we look at it. You know, then we can release the anger. But like, you know, some people like, oh, I let that go. It's like, you let it go where? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just swept it under the rug for a while. Yeah. You know, and, and like, that's just a new age term for stuffed, you know, like, I mean, we, like you can't just let stuff go. We're not, you know. It, it, it all comes to the surface eventually when you stuff things down. It's funny. It, you just reminded me, uh, one of my coworkers, uh, she said something really great a, a few weeks ago. And she said, um, you keep, she said, not me. Or, of course, I don't stuff anything, of course. Um, but <laughs> she said, she said, you keep, uh, you keep sweeping stuff under the rug and you wonder why your house is a mess. And I was like, oh, that's so good because it's it's just what happens, you know, over time. We, we don't clean up those messes. And then we're like, oh, my gosh, it's such a, you know, I don't know how to deal with all of this. Yeah. And, it, and, and, yeah, and then people <laughs> come over and they're like, what's the speed bump in the middle of your living room? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. You're like, oh, that? <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Just don't touch it because it might release. <laughs> <laughs> don't move it. Yeah. So it's like we have to reframe things, you know, like the way because if we look at them like we're a victim, every time we're reminded of it or we think of it again, it's going to generate negative emotions because we have a negative perspective on it. So, you know, so sometimes it's a matter of that. Sometimes it's a matter of just allowing us ourselves to open up and feel and just, you know, feel that emotion, not run from it. Um, so, you know, we have all those aspects that we can do. And I, I kind of want to touch on just being in control of our emotions a little bit more. Because it seems like part of this shift that we're going through that are, but you know, everybody's trying to learn how to do things healthy and how to do it the right way. And it's something again, we swing too far with the pendulum in the opposite direction. And I see a lot of people letting their emotions control them, mm. you know, like, and, and it's, it's kind of apparent over here in a DR because there's not as much structure. So people, a lot of people I know aren't running to nine to five jobs over here. You know, they work on the side, they work a little, maybe they don't work at all. Maybe like, there's just different. There's a lot, you know, maybe they just work part time and, you know, so so there's a lot of different things like that. So people are kind of more going with the flow over here. So it's and I'm connected with a lot of spiritual people that are very aware, you know, so if they're aware and they're like, wow, you know, I'm all out of sorts today. I'm staying in. I'm not going out or I'm not, you know, geez, I'm just going to work on myself for a few days like, you know, and. I mean, I just did that for a few days. There's nothing wrong with doing it, you know, sometimes when it's appropriate. But I think we have to remember that we're in control of our emotions. Our emotions are not in control of us. You know, so it's yeah. so we can 
you know, I don't like using the word stuff, but let's call it what it is. We can stuff our emotions to go out and, and do things. We can go to a party if we want to go to a party, mm. you know, we can go wherever, you know, go accomplish something that we need to accomplish. You know, we don't have to put grocery shopping on the back door for three days because we're feeling a little verklempt. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's like just being aware, you know, because what it is, is if we, if we honor things too much, we start giving our power away to it. Hmm. Then it's in control of us instead of us being in control of it. So as long as we're conscious and, and we go, you know what, you know, I know that I'm feeling all whacked out, but get out of here for now. You know, I'm, I'm, step aside. I, I feel like going, I'm going to go to a party yes. because it doesn't happen that often. And I want to go and I'm not letting my emotions wreck my plans. So stuff, you know, we, we do it all the time anyway. <laughs> or yeah. we used to. And sometimes we're talking about earlier, you know, people with the, the regular nine to five jobs out there, they do do it on a regular basis. You know, if you get a huge blowout fight with your spouse over breakfast, you're still going to work. Yeah. So it's so we kind of we are. I guess my point is, is we are capable of just putting it on the back burner for a while and then going to it afterwards. I think that's the biggest trick is going to it afterwards. A lot of people don't do that. So then it's there's just so much that they can't stuff it. It's just bubbling over. Right. And you become super reactive that way too. Um, you know, having that extra space is nice. I just, there's been times, you know, that I have not, it's like, it sounds great, you know, like just walk away and, but you can't like, there's just times that you can't shut your brain off with it. I don't know if that space makes it better or worse. Well, I think it's, you know, th this is, this is like most things to me, it's, it's a spiritual practice. You know, we got to play with it and, and we, we got to play with it without even fully understanding exactly what it looks like or even believing that we can necessarily do it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, most of the stuff that I figured out how to do, I guessed like I didn't, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I remember years ago I was going through. I was going through a breakup that was really hard and there were other issues going on. And I was going to, <laughs> I was an emotional basket case, man. I mean, I was going to work and I would literally like break out crying at my desk, oh, like just, you know, yeah. and I'm like tr trying to hide it in my little cubicle and going off to the bathroom. And I'm like, I I'm a freaking mess. Like I can't, yeah. You know, and I and it was too much. I couldn't control it. So I was like, all right, well, this is not OK. Mm -hmm. You know, like I can't. I'm a literally a blubber, blubbering idiot. Like yeah, you can't control you. It's just happening to yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah, I'm reactionary. I can't, I can't control it. There's just too much. So, <laughs> you know, somebody walks by and says, so how's your girlfriend doing? <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, it's like. <laughs> so what I did is I was like, you know, there's too much emotion in me. So I, w I was like, I got to try to do something because I, I can't function at mm -hmm. this point. So I went home 
and I dove into the emotion, mm. allowed myself to feel it, set aside time when I knew my son wasn't going to be around, nobody was there. You know, I got my favorite throw pillow to scream in so the police didn't get called. Oh. <laughs> and, and I dove in, man, and I stopped bubbled and I dry heaved and I cried and I wailed and I screamed into a pillow and, and I let myself feel it, you know, and it, and it, of course, it released. And the other thing is I didn't play the poor me story in my head. Oh, my God, I can't believe we're not together anymore. Oh, yeah. my God, I can't believe. Oh, my God. Like, I didn't you, you can't play those stories as you're feeling emotion. No. So that's why I always tell people to put your your mind on the emotion. What am I feeling? I'm, I'm feeling heaviness in my chest. I'm having trouble breathing. Okay, take a deep breath. You know, focus on continuing, continuing to breathe and that you're okay and what the physical sensations are. You know, pressure in my chest, tension in my temples, nausea, whatever you're feeling, just notice that, be the observer of that, and that give your mind the job to pay attention to that instead of telling a story, you know, because when you're telling a story in your head, you're just replacing the emotion that you're releasing. Your body doesn't know the difference between whether you're thinking of something or whether you're experiencing it. It, it, exa it doesn't know if it's in the past or the present. Right. So, so it presently emotionally it generates the same emotion so like if you go through like you know we'll stay with my example if like let's say i was going through a breakup and it, I, it conjured up all these emotions okay well that's from the particular breakup at that moment then if i keep replaying it in my head Oh my God, I can't believe when we're talking and then she said this and then I said this and then and it dawned on me that the relationship had to end and oh my God, it hurt so much. You tell yourself that stuff in your head like that. This is the, you know, I kind of talk about this a lot. It's important. Like we have to understand that that what we're doing is we're doubling the emotion because the situation caused all that emotion, the mm -hmm. thought like, oh my God, we broke up. Oh, that, that's sad. So it triggers emotion. So then I feel that emotion. So mm -hmm. there's a bunch of energy in my chest from that experience. And then every time I think about breaking up and think about how sad it is and think about that, I didn't want it to happen and think about every time I replay that, it's just, generating more and more emotion mm. of the same flavor yeah you know so we don't release it and what's what's you know so, so you know i noticed this and of course i want to know why like whenever we do something that's good for ourselves like allowing ourselves to feel emotion our body gives us an automatic positive feedback there's something in us that knows that this is healthy so what happens when people start feeling their emotion, the emotion just automatically releases as it's felt. Mm -hmm. So there's something inside of us that is telling us this is a good thing. Mm. Keep yeah. doing this. This is healthy for you. So we get that message unconsciously. So we try to keep it going. We try to keep ourselves feeling the feelings. 
So how do we keep feeling them? Well, we tell a story in our head to yeah. keep it alive. Oh my God, this feels so good. I'm I'm releasing it. Yeah, it feels like crap to everyone, and you you know you keep that you keep it alive uh, in words in language. Right. Mm -hmm. So so as you're releasing, you're just replacing. Mm. So so you never really you know maybe you make ten percent. You know maybe maybe you release. 100 pounds and you replace it with 90 well uh, yeah so you're congratulations but but you could have dumped like 80 percent of it you know <laughs> same period of time if you weren't yeah. replaying that story in your head you know mm -hmm. so so yeah taking like i you know what i decided to do was doing it on my terms instead of its terms i was like you, you you're not just gonna cry and make me a blabbering idiot at work not allowed we're going to do this on my terms so you know i'm gonna on on wednesdays my son isn't there i'm gonna come home from work and i'm gonna dive into a bitter morass of self-pity yeah <laughs> in one, one little kind of, and do you and did you you gave yourself a time frame for it uh yeah yeah i mean i you know back then i was just i Right then, I just did it every day. I find some time, you know, either if my if I had to pick up my son right after work, then I would do it later that night after I dropped him off or if he was in bed or, you know, but I did it every day until I was in control of my emotions, yeah. until I could be out in public without bursting out into tears. <laughs> you know, So and I was like, oh, OK, you know, and so it worked. It's it's like. You know, like we picture it like a container, you know, it can only hold so much emotion mm -hmm. until it starts bubbling out. So when when we, you know, experience some of those emotions and feel them so they can transmute and leave. Now, all of a sudden, instead of having a full container, you know, our container is three quarters full or half full. Now, maybe every time that little lid gets open, shit doesn't come flying out, you yeah. know. Like a can of worms. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those snake yeah. things, those yeah. snake in a can where you. <laughs> I, I know exactly. I know. <laughs> that's that's what it's like half the time. If you've got yeah. too much emotion, so if you resonate with that statement, <laughs> like if the yeah. lid comes off your container and everything yeah. comes flying out, sure. you've got too much stuffed emotion in you. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is there now? Do you? Um, is there a is there something that um, people can do to check in with themselves, you know, to see if they are stuffing emotion and separating, like if you don't want to do something because you actually don't want to do it um, versus not doing it based off of an emotional response? Yeah. Yeah. And I think those might even be like two separate questions. I think they might be too. <laughs> <laughs> so what were they again because i went from one onto the other and i don't remember either one of them now <laughs> this is how it gets sometimes yeah. just pick one i don't care which one you pick for. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah really, yeah how do people how do people separate first how do people separate um if they're making a decision based off of what if, if it's what they truly want like going to a party i don't want to go to the party because i'm tired how do you, how can you separate if it's not based off of an emotion and you're actually just giving that as an excuse? 
you know? Yeah. Well, that, that's a, that's a phenomenal question because it's like, um, what you got to do is get the fear out of the way first. You got to, you, you got to remove the part that's controlling your decision. Hmm. You know, then once you get to the, the then you get to the even ground mm -hmm. and then you can bring the decision back in and ask it again once you're onto the even ground. So, so like, um, like for, well, you can do this with anything, but like for the party, mm -hmm. um, you know, do I do, how do I know if I really want to go to this party? Because, you know, I'm really not, I'm tired. I don't think I want to go, but another part of me says, well, you don't go to parties very often. This might be fun. Mm -hmm. So like you can get, so the, usually the, you know, it's a, it's a slight version of fear. You don't want to go to the party because you don't want to be in a situation that you're not enjoying. And then, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you, like a lot of times your brain doesn't notice this until, unless you follow it all the way through that, like I'm doing, when you start following it all the way through going, okay, what am I actually fearful of? What am I actually trying to avoid? Oh, well, I, I don't want to be at the party and then wishing that I was home because I'm tired. Okay, well, what if you went to the party and you started just, you know, trying to have a good time and then all of a sudden it dawns on you, like, you know what, now that I'm here, I know that I don't want to be here and I would rather be home. So why don't you just pre-plan an excuse so you have an out and you don't have to think about it. Yes. And then you come up with your, your, your out. And then once you get your out and you go, okay, so... So then like, if you ask the question again, so like, okay, well then what if I'm, if I'm, you have to make it okay to be at the party without feeling uncomfortable. Gotcha. Right? So you go, okay, I'm at the party. I have my out. It's really not a big deal. I can leave. I have an awesome excuse. This out is stellar. So Nobody's going to question it. I'm going to be able to just flow. And if they do question it, this, it'll be my spiritual practice uh, <laughs> to be true to myself and leave anyway. Right. So, so it'll turn into a lesson and I'll grow. <gasps> yeah. Hey. Right. So, so then you, so once you get yourself there, now all of a sudden there's no fear. Then you can bring the question back on the table and go, Okay, so I'm going to be okay if I go decide to leave. I'm going to be okay if I go decide to stay. And of course, I'm going to be okay if I decide not to go because I'll be home and everything's fine here. So I'm okay on all three possibilities. And then if you pay attention to how you feel, and that's actually true, you've done the proper work in your head and you've framed everything. So you're like, yeah, no, I can... Everything's cool. Okay. Then you can ask yourself if you want to go or not. Makes sense. Yeah. So you got to clear away the roadblocks that your ego or your emotion is trying to prevent you from feeling. Mm. All the excuse, like the layers of excuses. Right. So it's like, you got to get, so if you get yourself to an under, like this is kind of a, a, a specific version of something I learned I think I learned in recovery way in the beginning and it was follow the, follow it all the way through to the end. 
So you can follow your fears all the way through to the end. You can follow your choices all the way to the end. So the first time I used this, it was like when I was trying to get sober, when I was still obsessing about alcohol every freaking minute. And they said, follow the drink through to the end. Follow it all the way through. So like what, and I'm kind of an extremist, of course. So what I used to do is I would be like, okay, what happens if I pick up a drink? Oh, well, you know, first thing, all this pain inside of my heart goes away (laughs) and I anesthetize it. And that's the romantic aspect of it, you know, to stop the pain and internal suffering. So it's like, oh yeah. And then what? Oh, well, and then I'll drink more and more and more. And then, then what? Well, then I'll wake up and I'll probably be hung over and I'll probably feel remorseful and horrible. Yeah. And then what? Well, I'll probably feel so crappy that I'll probably go drink again. Right. And then what? And then I'm caught up in that cycle that I'm trying to get out of. I'm just constantly drinking and trying to feeling bad about myself for drinking and then drinking more to stop feeling bad about myself. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then what? And I just took it all the way to where I got myself laying in a gutter just covered in puke and blood and feces. And my parents were walking down the sidewalk with my little son going, look, there's dad. That's where I took it intentionally. Yeah. And that like, even now, just thinking about that possibility, it makes me a little bit nauseous. So it's like, yeah, but it helped. I didn't go pick up the drink. <laughs> you know? I listen. Yeah. So it's like, and that's, you know, and I could logically see that happening because I was kind of close to that, you know, I was very close to that. Um, yeah, possibility. When I was using. So, so it was like, so that was the first time. And then I started doing it with fears, you know, follow the fears all the way through. And then they can't own you. And, mm. Like what's the worst possible thing that can happen if this happened kind of right. thing? So when I started my business, it was like, okay, I'm collecting food stamps. My son just moved in with me full time. I doubled my parenting responsibilities and now I'm going to start a business. Mm. So this fear, okay, well, like how, how <laughs> you can barely pay your bills now. How are you going to double your rent and open up a business space and yeah. How are you going to pull this off? Yeah. And it's, you know, so the fear wanted to come up. And so I followed it all the way through and I followed it. It's like, okay, worst case scenario, it falls apart. I have to get some crap job doing something that I hate for a while. And mm-hmm. I can only afford a studio apartment. Yeah. I could always get a job. I mean, doing something. You know, enough to scrape together and afford a studio apartment. Right. It would take me a little while, but even if I had to sleep in my car for a while, if I, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you figure it out. You make it work. You're right. just, just going to make it work if you're alive at the end of the day. There's always, you know. That's there's always there. a possibility, right. And like that, that's where you get to when you're at the end of the road, when you're standing there. Like people, a lot of times people don't do this because they think that they, it's almost like we we believe too much in manifesting. They think if they think about something, then that means they want it and it's going to come true in their life. 
It's like relax. No. You, know, you can follow things through and 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 see. So I would take it and I'd be like, you know, well, maybe my son would have to sleep at a friend's house for a couple of weeks. I mean, it could, you know, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. It'll work somehow. Right. You know, I've been <laughs> this is the benefits of being an alcoholic. You know, I was an alcoholic, you know, couldn't even draw a sober breath and somehow got an apartment and a job and a car. Right. Multiple times. And now I have my head on straight. I think <laughs> I'm able to do better. Yeah. In a much in a much different position. So once once I looked at the the worst case scenario and was like Okay, well, do I want that to happen? No, of course not. I'm going to do whatever I can to prevent that from happening. But if it did, hmm. I'd handle it. Yeah, I'd handle it somehow. I would make it through. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, okay. And and you got to, you know, that's the very specific spot. You got to disconnect from that. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm scared of that happening. Yeah. What, you got to let go of that fear and just understand that, of course, you don't want it happening. This, you know, I don't want a meteorite to shoot through my ceiling right now. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of things that we don't want to happen. That doesn't mean that we can't think of them or, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. understand that God forbid if the, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Like it's this unconscious, people get really scared when they do this. They think that that they're like going, no, I like, if I say I'll make it, that means I'm welcoming it. Like, it, like, you know, I'm kind of bringing it into my reality that, and it's okay that if that happened, <laughs> it's like, no, that's not what you're doing. You're, you yeah. know, very likely that it won't happen. It's really likely that it won't. Yes. Yeah, so you're acknowledging that even the worst case scenario, you'll still be okay. Right, you'll Not be for the worst case scenario. <laughs> right. and then, you know, you can even follow it. You can even continue following it. You can follow it through the solution. You know, I kind of did that already. It's like, okay, I'm homeless, um, and I have no job. Okay, well, I'm sure I could find a job doing something. That's a solution. Um, I could probably get a studio apartment on maybe a minimum wage job. Now this was years ago. So apartments <laughs> are insanely expensive right now, but what, you know, so you get a freaking roommate or, you know, there's always a way, you, you yeah. know? So it's like, so you go, Oh, okay. I can get a job. Uh, I somehow I'll find a place to stay. Even if it's in my car for a little bit. Um, okay. So I, so you can see your way out a little bit. Yeah. You know, that can help squash the fears too. Yeah. So, you know, so that's a, that's a big technique that you can do with, with anything you're fearful of. I did, you know, I did, I do that with everything. I don't like the energy of fear in me. So when I moved over here, I bought a moto, I bought a, a motorcycle because, <laughs> because there, it would, it made sense that it was, you know, I could buy a brand new one for 1200 bucks mm -hmm. or try to figure out a car. Right. You know, like it just made sense. So the only reason that I wasn't going to do it is because I never drove. I'd been on the back of my friend's motorcycle doing a buck 14 tons of times. Mm. 
yeah. almost dying, but I had never driven one. So like there was fear. So I learned how to drive one and then I bought one and then I got around with it for a while because I didn't want fear to control my decision. Yeah. You know? And then I moved up to the mountains. Well, can I take this thing up into the mountains? I don't know. That scares me. Well, you got to get over that fear. So yeah. I took it up into the mountains and I wiped out and burned my exhaust <laughs> one day and got back on it and made it up. And, you know, and then after, after I came up and down four or five times, I'm like, can you do this, Glenn? If you needed to do this, could you do it? Yeah. I mean, I've done it. So I, uh, yes, I, I can do it if I need to. Yeah. Okay, cool. Possible. Yeah. Now that the fear's gone, do you want to do it? Oh, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. I don't like it. I don't like this. I don't like mm -hmm. cooking up here on a motorcycle. I have a dog. If something happens with my dog, she's too big to take on the moto. Like, I'm more of a Jeep guy. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so I went and got a Jeep. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. but yeah. It, decision but i refuse to make the decision out of fear yeah you remove the fear and i like i like the stemming it down and then stripping it away you know stripping away those excuses to see what's underneath um, right. yeah because we're not making any decisions based in reality <laughs> if we don't strip that apart right you got to get you got to get the fear out yeah. out and know that you can like once, once you get that fear to rest and, and it's out of the picture and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I can do this, you know, whether it's through physical acts like the motorcycle or whether it's through thinking acts, whatever, you got to get that fear out of the picture. Yeah. Make peace with whatever's could, you know, might or might not happen and know that somehow you're going to handle it. It's like, okay. All right, cool. And then you put it back on the table and then you can make a decision. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think uh, it helps with, with not being so reactive towards things too. Yeah, my father, you know, my, my father interests me more and more <laughs> because he, he just finds stuff that works. He always has. And, you know, he doesn't call it spiritual but it is that's why it works so like he he says like with his decision making he would always gather information which i am a big proponent of mm -hmm. you, people skip that all the time i don't know what to do i don't know what to do well you don't have enough information that's why you don't know what to do right you know like i mean so just gather information and 90 percent of the time what happens is one side starts you know becoming clearer and clearer that that's the way to go. And the other side gets less and less. So just yeah. continue. And until you, until the decision comes clear and gather information. So my father said, you know, like you, the way he does it is he says, well, I research and I gather information. And then once, once I've gathered a bunch of information, I sit down and I look at it logically. Does one make much more sense than the other? Hmm. If it's a yes, of course, that's what I do. But if it's if it's like 60, 40, one or, or less, <laughs> 50, 50, 60, 40, if it's 60, 40, it's like then I throw all the evidence that that I gathered right out the window and I do whatever I feel like. <laughs>
because, yeah. because clear or no yeah. because there's not that much difference between 60 and 40. Yeah. Like as far as the, like if you made the wrong choice, the discomfort yeah. level is only like 20% greater than the other side. So yeah. it's really not that it's not right. Yeah. You don't experience that much of a donkey kick. Yeah. If even if you chose the wrong thing, and you can kind of combat it because you did whatever the hell you want. You know, like you're like that. I want this, you know? Yeah. I just yeah. did it because it's what I wanted. I did it's it because I Yeah. <clears throat> you know? So he's like, that's when you bring in the emotion. Your brain is there to make, the, and this is, this is what I say. This is why I find my father interesting is because I keep finding parallels to what he does and why it works so well and what I've learned, you know? So it's like you, you, your brain is logical. It's there to make decisions emotions are illogical they are not good for making decisions they're good for capturing your attention they're they're good for all kinds of things good and like even sometimes feeling negative feelings is is a huge asset to us you know yeah sometimes it saves our lives because we feel something negative and we go oh my god you know yeah. so sometimes it can save our lives and sometimes we can experience immense love and happiness and all kinds of stuff so emotions are a wonderful tool for us but they're not good at making decisions. They, they cloud our vision, you know? So yeah, you yeah. bring in the logic, use your logic and your gathering information skills to make decisions. And if it's close, then bring in the emotions. Be like, hey, emotions, what do you think? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it can be tricky because I don't know. I, I don't think, I mean, I, listen, I might not be right about this, but um, from what I understand, you can't, think with logic and emotion at the same time well you can't think with emotion at all <laughs> like, no, yeah, you, no. just, you just act through emotion right yeah. but like you don't like like if you're feeling really negative towards something yeah like there's no choice to go well i'm feeling really negative but i'm gonna um i'm gonna go positive like if your emotions are guiding your your yeah. decision <laughs> and they're negative you're going negative they're going negative yeah, yeah. so there it. is there really isn't you don't have freedom of choice if your emotions yeah. are are choosing are doing yeah. no you know. you're along for the ride right yeah whatever the yeah. direction your emotions are going you're going and the yeah. decision's going so yeah. that's that's why they're not good for decision making yeah it's that get off that horse you know there was it's like that. There's some some anecdote or something of of like your your emotions are like a wild horse, and it's you know like if a like if you don't have the reins and the horse is just going like a bat out of hell, like nothing good is going to come of this. Right. Yeah. You know, so like just you know, just jump off, man. Yeah. Is it gonna hurt? Yes, but it's gonna hurt less than that whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love these analogies. They're really yeah. one after another tonight. <laughs> it's a wild freaking horse, man. I just going. It's what like, I'm going to put there every time now. Yeah, I'm just getting off the horse yeah. now. Yeah. Right? It's because I don't know where this is going, but it ain't exactly. good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was that was good. Now, do you remember the other part of that question? 
It's okay if you don't because we um, don't I asked you how people separate, right? We talked about how people separate emotion um, from logic. And there was one other question and I can't remember it now. I wish I could like, I wish I could, I wish I could rewind. Rewind? <laughs> yeah. It's going to come to me in like the middle, a middle of a sentence or something. Uh, yeah, and I, I was like, as soon as I asked, I'm like, I almost didn't ask because I was like, this is so putting her on the spot. Like, no, like, and I, it's like right there. It's right uh, there. It's right there, but it's not, it's not there at all. Um, yeah. Well now like th this happens, this will happen sometime and it happens even more when I was doing the podcast alone because Oh my gosh. I you don't know, know. I had nobody to ask. I was like, yeah. hey, Glenn, do you? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Like and I'm the only one that can so fill the empty, the, the empty spaces. So I'm We're screwed. Just, just over yeah. that. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that's cool. We, we actually, you know, talked about a lot of different, um, different things that I didn't know we were going to. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I like the, I think to me, this was, this had a lot of um, like helpful tools, you know, a lot of specific actions and how to take them. Oh yeah. Which, absolutely. You know, we all struggle with these things. We're all very similar. <laughs> We're more alike than different. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you, my, I just posted that today. It was um, this post, this something I wrote, like, actually, maybe this would be probably a good way to close off because you just brought that up for a reason. So, so, um, yeah, my, whoops, my post today was this, this post that I posted in 2016. Uh, it says, I love the fact that we are all more alike than we are different. Underneath the surface, we all want to feel loved and safe. We all get scared sometimes. We all innately love our children and want the best for them. We've all witnessed people coming together in stressful times and marveled at the strength they displayed. We've all felt fear in times of change. We've all been in places where we couldn't see our way out, but yet somehow made it. And we've all helped someone else at one time or another and felt the peace and self-love that spawns within. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, it's, we are, this is, this is why like, you know, a lot of times when I'm working with people, it blows their mind because I tell them what's going on inside their head. Mm. And it's like, it's just because it goes on inside all of our heads. Yeah. Like, you know, we all we have all. Emotions and, you know, go down the same thought processes. Yeah. So we, we all struggle with the same stuff. It's, mm -hmm. and most of it is, is, you know, when we get down to the core, it's even more simple. You know, we, <laughs> you know, one person is like, oh my God, I'm freaked out because I can't make my car payment. And somebody else is like, oh my God, I'm freaked out because I can't figure out how to get my son in the premier soccer league that costs so much. And somebody else is going, oh my God, I can't, I don't know how I'm going to make my mortgage payment. And like, they think it's three different things. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, it's, it, it's, it's, a, you know, that one's kind of obvious because it's finances, but, yeah. but, um, but still it's like, you know, there's not, 
we don't have to learn 3 billion tools. No. Just, you know, keeping it, it's very simple. We don't, we don't need to overcomplicate things, you know? Right. And it's, it, I yeah. mean, it can still be hard. I always have to say that. It is. Know? It's work. <laughs> it, because conscious is work. <laughs> yeah. It's work. And, and it's, but it's worth going through. And like, you're going to go through it anyway. So you might as well grow on your way. You know, that's the, it's, it's like we're, we're going through life and there's a certain, there's a certain level of suffering that we're experiencing hmm. and that we don't want to experience. So like, you know, you got two choices. You either go through the suffering with your eyes open and growing and releasing and learning through it. And then you come out the other side to this level of peace and bliss and happiness and love that you didn't know existed. Hmm. Or you can just suffer. Yeah. Those are your two choices. You know, you're you're going to you're yeah. going to grow one way or another. <laughs> Either enjoy your experience or don't, but it's your choice. Yeah. Right. Lean lean into it or don't. But yeah. like if you lean into it, it's you know, it's gonna go a lot smoother, a lot faster, and you're going to grow and you're gonna come out the other side. If you don't, you'll suffer longer. And then yeah. eventually you'll grow when you can't take it anymore, <laughs> you know, with the universe dragging you, kicking and screaming. And that contrast. Like, yeah. But you're, you're going to grow. Like <laughs> the, the universe doesn't stop expanding. The world doesn't stop spinning. Like, you know, we are going to get on the other side of this stuff. So we might as well just embrace it. Yeah. And then swear at the skies every once in a while. When <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right. Well, cool. Yeah. I'll do it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. All right. So, uh, so yeah, we got to make sure we keep these under an hour, which we did. Awesome. So, Perfect. Right all right. Cool. So I will. Um, I think I'm just going to start the ending and wrap it up. All right, so we will see you guys soon. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see Aubrey real soon because we're about to record really another one. Really soon. Uh, but everybody else, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly. 